everybody, this is Lindsay Monroe. I am walking across the country from South Carolina to hopefully San Francisco. So I hope you uh, listen in and enjoy the trip. Oh, Lindsay's got a plan to walk from sea to shining sea and meet the many people who make up this country. So turn in every week to hear her stories along the way as Lindsay walks across the USA. So I have a very random question. Okay. So this has nothing to do with anything. So uh, okay. <laughs> I have a friend yeah. who uh, likes to watch um, Netflix movies that Netflix thinks she'll like around two and a half stars. Uh, yeah. Just to kind of have something on in the background. Yeah. Um, and so recently she's been going through and searching for movies that have shark in the title. And she's watched all of those. So she's wondering what she should watch next. Wait, she watched anything that has shark in the title? Shark, as in the fish. Oh, shark. Okay. Um, series or movies? Because I, I watch, like, a lot of series. I think movies. I honestly can't. I mean, I can't think. I watch Anything that, like, it says to watch, I just kind of watch. Like, even Tim will walk in the room and be like, what are you watching? And I'm like, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just on. But, I mean, I haven't really watched Netflix in two months, so I feel a little... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, my brain is not... Like, like I said, I listen to comedians on Netflix, and that's it right now. So I'm kind of... So, I mean, I have recently been watching Man in the High Castle. Right. Um. Yeah, so I... When I have a chance, I just have catch up on, like, the really good series that I like. Other than that, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's my strange agenda taken care of. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what would you like to talk about? Well, you know, so I'm in a new time zone, a new state. Made it to Alabama. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, I took the Silver Comet Trail. So I left your friend, Nicole. Uh, a little bit after New Year's, and got myself down about 45 miles or so mm-hmm. of the Silver Comet Trail, and ran into a little little scare at the end of my last night in Georgia. So yeah, my last night in Georgia on the Silver Comet Trail. You know, so there are stories of women who have been like raped and beaten on the Silver Comet Trail years ago, and they have them better about like policing it and stuff. And where I was actually isn't a place where they've had any problems, but I was in a remote area and on all of the signs, it says, you know, make sure to be with a buddy because, you know, two is safer than one kind of thing. And so it kind of makes you nervous as you're walking. And I hadn't seen another human for three hours, you know, so I'm on this pretty remote part and I'm going through these massive hills, this road called Grady Hill mm-hmm. and it's it's just hill after hill after hill and like just when you like think you can't go up another hill because like you're at the tree line you go down just to go up another hill and down and up and so the only thing I walk by is a giant dump and then like a, in a farm maybe a mile after that and then I'm walking about another mile or so up and down these hills I'm finally at the end of the hills and about 150 yards away, now I've been looking down the trail the whole time, I see this man step out from, like, behind a tree, see me, and then quickly step right back behind the tree. Hmm. So I stopped dead in my tracks because I'm, like, 
all right, that's weird. He's not dressed like I don't see a bicycle. He's not dressed like he's out here, you know, exercising or, you know, running, you know, running, walking or biking. And why the hell did he just hide? You know, so he stays hidden as I'm standing there like dead. I'm like, I'm not going any closer. I'm probably 150 yards away. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So my heart like falls to my feet and I'm exhausted because I just walked like 16 and a half miles of nothing but hills. So I don't have the energy for whatever is about to go on right now, you know? Right. So I get my mace immediately. I get my knife and, like, I have this, like, police, like, metal baton, mainly for dogs or, like, wild animals, but sometimes humans be wild animals. So I start walking backwards with all of those things in my hands, and I just keep an eye, and, like, he's still hiding, which is really weird, you know? Mm-hmm. So... As I start to turn a corner where he thinks I can't see him anymore, he comes out from the tree and starts walking, like, really fast in my direction. Uh. Yeah. So I just started running, and luckily, after 50-some-odd days of walking, I've gained some cardio, and I hoofed it as fast as I could up these hills. I called Tim, and I'm, like, telling him the play-by-play, like, should I call the cops? And then I'm like, the cops can't even get to me fast enough. Like, I might be better off getting to the road and getting to the, you know, where there's civilization and people before they can get to me, you know, because they can't drive on these trails because there's these, like, guards that are up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't, do I stand and just, like, fight the guy and make them? But everybody in the South has a gun, so I'm like, nope, okay, just keep running. Use your cardio. So cardio is key, and I remember pushing a 100-pound car up and down these hills. I do call the cops. Um, Tim's like, you need to call the police right now. Is that not okay? And because I was so tired too. So I call the cops, you know, yeah, okay. We're getting, sending police officers. Yeah. I tell her exactly what mile marker I was at as I was on the phone with her. So then as I'm running up and down these hills, probably 15 minutes later, I see, and I'm checking over my shoulder the whole time, but I made it probably a good mile and a half and I didn't see the guy anymore because I was running. Yeah. And I see these two heads coming over the hill, and I was like, oh, my God, either they're bikers or please, they're the police or something, and it was the two cops, uh, Nick and Tori, my two heroes who see me, and, of course, I've got this, like, metal baton in one hand and, like, mace in my hand, and I'm like, put your weapons away, Lindsay, and I'm like, hi, I'm, like, out of breath and waving and flagging them down, and they come down, and they grab my cart and start, you know, helping me up the hill, and then they're like, okay, where's the guy? And I was like, I've been running as fast as I could with no energy up these hills. I'm like, I, I lost him. I was like, but I made it very clear that like, I started screaming that I was on the phone before I even was on the phone with anyone, you know, pretending that I was calling the cops the second I saw it, you know, mm-hmm. I said, so I don't know if he decided that I was too much work or, or maybe he was just a man taking a piss who was just on the trail. He, but his behavior was weird. So the cops were like, okay, like, where's your car? And I'm like, no, I'm walking across the country. So I had to get through that trail to get to the hotel that I'm staying at, or I have another six mile walk on my hands here and it's getting dark. And I've ran like three miles or two and a half miles from where that incident occurred. I was like, so who knows where that guy is now? It's been, you know, half an hour. Right. So we pack up all my stuff, 
they're like, so are you going to go back home and like blog about this? And like, I, I will probably put it on Facebook, but you'll definitely be in the podcast. They're like, yeah, we're going to be famous. I was like, I don't know about that, but <laughs> you know, some people will hear about you. Take a bow. <laughs> yeah. So they helped me pack up my cart, get it into the tiny little trunk that has all this other stuff in it. And I'm sitting in the backseat of a police car, but luckily not in handcuffs and, uh, you know, they opened the thing so I could talk to them and I'm giving them a card so they can listen to the podcast. And uh, they're like, oh, you know, where are you from? Oh, is that near here? You know, I have a friend in air and how close to, you know, Westford are you? And <laughs> just kind of talking. And then as we, and they did take, obviously they did their job. They like took a description of the guy and two bikers were actually just about to cross over onto the trail. And I was like, where were you guys? And I was, you know, running from danger because if I had just seen those two bikers, I would have asked them to, you know, assist me through the rest of the trail. I would have gone right by that guy, not afraid. But when I was by myself as a woman, I just didn't feel comfortable, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I mean, that seems really, sp- yeah. sp- you know, really kind of creepy for anyone. Yeah. And so the cops said to the, to the two guys, you know, like, we don't recommend that you go, on the trail right now because she just called us because, you know, someone's suspicious and acting weird. They're like, we can't stop you either. You know, if you do see, and they're like, you're probably fine. You're two guys on bikes. He's on foot. You know, she got sketched out, you know, but he technically hasn't done anything wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're like, but if you do see like a suspicious guy, call the cops, let us know kind of thing. So, Anyways, they drive me to my hotel, and it was very funny as I'm, like, getting out of a police car. It already looks funny when I show up, like, with my cart places, but to show up in a police car now, and then have to put my whole cart back together. There's all these people who are, like, going to be staying in the same hotel as me, just like, what the hell is going on? Right, because there's no, like, it wouldn't just fit in the trunk. You had to take it apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to take everything out, and so I'm just throwing everything on the sidewalk and into the cart, and they felt, the cops felt, so they're like, so you're staying here today. I was like, yeah, I already have a reservation if you want to see it, like, just so you know I'm, like, safe and actually staying somewhere. They're like, I just feel really bad, like, it's going to get cold out, and there's, like, snow on the way. I said, I have people in Alabama taking me in. I'm going to cross the trail tomorrow, so, you know, keep an eye out on the trail. And by the way, the next day at every crossroads that I saw, I saw a cop car mm. go by me or something. So I'm sure I think that they actually were really more vigilant the next day on the trail. So <laughs> get to the hotel, exhausted. I've not been that tired in a long time. Like I would be, I got to the hotel and was ready to just fall asleep. You know. <laughs> I can only imagine. I mean, to be walking that far and then walk and then run for three and a half miles and then in hills. These hills were like a it was like a mountain. The elevation they even had the elevation difference because it was that much of a difference. They marked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then I also just feel like you know that kind of emotional thing has got to kind of take it out of you too. Yeah, I was Tim thought I was having a panic. He's like, you have to stop panicking. I'm like, I'm not panicking. I can't breathe right now. You know, oh, he yeah. thought I was having an actual panic attack and like not running. I was like, no, Tim, I'm running my face off. I'm not having a panic attack. I mean, I'm having a mild panic attack, but I'm just running and exhausted right now. Um, but yeah, so that was that. I mean, scary, definitely. I did get into one part where I was getting very tired, and I was like, whatever, I've got mace, and I'll just, I'll, I don't want to have to kill someone today, but if I have to, I have to. 
Like that mindset pops in and Damn. Yeah, the fight the fight the fight was there. As soon as I kind of ran and relaxed and was like but getting really tired, you just kind of that fight or flight thing, I did the flight and the fight was, was popping up, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had my baton out and my mace and I was like, If it's him or me, it's gonna be him. And you your brain does that. And you get and I got into that and I got confident in that too. Like I actually was like, okay, yeah, all right. And just the switch kind of goes off. But then in the morning, I wake up and I'm, you know, pushing my cart. And there's a man in a wheelchair there. And he kind of turns around and like sees the car and looks at me. And he's like, so what are, what's going on here? And I was like, oh, I'm, um, you know, I'm walking across the country. I'm taking the Silver Comet Trail. And he's like, oh, amazing. I hand, he's so he hand cycles. He's hand cycled across the U.S. Um, he's hand cycled across Great Britain, and he does it to raise money for charity. And actually, his is fifthonline.org, um, where he raises money for kids with cancer, uh, spinal cord injury, veterans who've been paralyzed, all this kind of stuff. And he is just a professional hand cycler, and he bases himself out of this hotel <laughs> that I was staying at. So instead of getting on the road early, I sat there and we talked for like an hour and a half about his adventures and he was like, I'm so proud of you. And like, I'm sitting there like, you're an inspiration. Like, here's a paralyzed man who's, you know, <laughs> hand cycled across the United States and Great Britain and in South Africa and all over the place. And I'm like, you're my inspiration. And you're telling me, he's like, I'm good for you. You know, he's like, once in a lifetime opportunity and... So that was a really amazing hour, hour and a half that I spent talking to somebody who definitely gave me some inspiration to get me across the border, you know? Yeah. That's Yeah. How many how many people do you think you're gonna run into on your trip that are doing <laughs> this kind of thing? It's kind of amazing. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, and I mean the cart definitely sparks something in their brain that's like, I wanna ask her a question, you know? Mm-hmm. So then they, you know, I don't know. He was he was fascinating, though. I I really enjoyed talking to him, and um, his last name is Harriet, just like my niece. Oh. <laughs> so then, anyways, I get on the trail, and he's giving me these little like, oh, if you go this way and cut that way, it'll be shorter. So I took his directions too, and he he actually walked outside with me and like waved me off on. Uh, sorry, not walk. He came outside with me, mm. and and like sent me off on my way and was waving goodbye to me and everything. So. That was kind of cool. So, yeah, that was that. I, definitely, I moved quick that first hour of walking. I was had a little pep in my step, especially after the night that I had before. It, it was the perfect circumstances of meeting him the next day, you know? Yeah. Of being weary of being on the trail and then meeting this guy who, you know, has the card stacked against him and, you know, he's fascinating. So I was like, all right, Lindsay, get over yourself. <laughs> Let's do this, you know. So anyway, so then I'm on the trail, and I was the only, I went by one person on the trail on Thursday when I was crossing the border, and you come into, you're on the trail, and there's this little archway, and it, the trail changes names once you cross into uh, a new state. So, you know, I spent a good 20 minutes taking pictures at the the border there, and then I was on the phone with Matt Keener, and 
who's taking me in. And Matt is someone I met in Thompson, Georgia, which is like the first third of Georgia before I stayed at the farmhouse, actually. The night before I went to the farmhouse, I met him because I was staying in a hotel and I needed some food. And and uh, there was only one bar and restaurant in the town and everything else was fast food. So I went there and I'm talking to the bartender about my journey and everything. And then, you know, these guys were sitting next to me. So they kind of overhear and he's like, oh, you're going through Alabama. Like, let me see your map. Like, I'll show you. I live in Alabama. I'll tell you all the places to go. And he's looking. He's like, oh, yeah, I live 30 miles from there. Oh my God! And he's like, write these down. You got to go to this place. You, get, you know what? When you get to Leesburg, just let me know, and here's my phone number, and I'll come get you, <laughs> and I'll take you all these places, and you, you can stay with me and my my wife and my kid for a couple days. And I was like, okay, you know, I mean, this is great. And he was just the nicest guy. Talking to him, like we got along immediately. So, and I even asked his wife, I was like, so when he calls you and is like, I met this girl at a bar that I'm gonna be bringing home. <laughs> like, what goes through your head? <laughs> She was like, I was like, are you fucking crazy? No, you're not. You know, I was like, I can only imagine that's what I would say to my boyfriend, you know. But as soon as I, you know, I walk in, she's like cleaning the house for me. I'm like, oh, my God, please don't <laughs> try to clean your house just for me. Like, I, I'll i sleep outside. I don't care, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I give her a big hug and everything. And, and it's funny because I didn't know the time zone. So he's texting me about, like, where he can come and pick me up because, you know, it was going to be dark soon. And then we realized, he's like, are you talking Eastern or Central time? I was like, is, there, is it Central time in Alabama? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'm talking Eastern time because I haven't crossed the border just yet. So luckily, instead of waiting on the side of the road in the dark, we figured out our time zones and got that straight. So right after meeting them, he's going to the store and he's like, you need any like wine or anything? And I was like, yeah, be, yeah, sure. Why not? You know? And then his wife's like, oh, I'll just bring her up to the winery. I was like, what? So I've been in the house for 30 minutes, and immediately I'm at a winery. In 40 minutes of being in Alabama, I'm in a winery, tasting all these wines, talking to John, the guy who, you know, is behind the bar there, and he's letting me taste all of the wines. And so then I took a nice Cabernet home and enjoyed that with Sandy and, uh, so that was really cool. Then the next day we went to uh, Nakalula Falls, which is this beautiful, like, little Niagara waterfall that they have in the center of town. It's really kind of bizarre. And um, then they brought me to a brewery. So within 24 hours, I went to an amazing photo op place, a winery, and a brewery. I was like, everyone up north is going to know that I am doing just fine. <laughs> so then last night they had a big party for me. They actually decided to have a party and invite all their friends over, like meet me and, uh, you know, drinking and so much food and all the Southern food. I mean, I've had like biscuits and tomato gravy and boudin and all these things that they want to feed the Yankee basically. Like, Oh, you've never had this. Feed the Yankee this kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm the damn Yankee. But then I, uh, <laughs> You know, they like their guns down here. That's that's definitely, uh, like, almost every single person's like, what do you mean you don't have a gun? You have, I have a gun right now in my purse, you know? Yeah. So every single woman, man, has their concealed uh, weapons license and everything. And so they were like, Lizzie, you're shooting a gun before you leave. And I was like, I would prefer, you know, like a rifle, shotgun kind of thing over, like, a hand pistol. And so they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. That, but that's happening. So last night, 
I got to uh, shoot a rifle at an exploding target, and I made it go boom. So it was kind of fun. And like I said, it was a rifle, so it's what they use for hunting and everything. And, yeah, so I did that. And then I was like, all right, cool. I shot a gun in Alabama. I haven't shot a gun since I was 12 years old. I'm good now. <laughs> that was great once. Cool. <laughs> and then the cops, uh, the cops got caught. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's completely legal once you're outside of city limits to be shooting off rifles and exploding uh, tenorite is what the like exploding targets are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They're like, the cops can't do anything because it's legal. And so the cops just drove by. They never stopped or came inside or even had a conversation with us. They just kept driving by. So, so there's that. <laughs> wow. And I understand that you have uh, encountered a blizzard there. Oh, yeah. I mean, the school was canceled. And it was a little bit of sleet, a little bit of sloughing. And a little, I think you saw a picture online. There's a little little dusting left on some leaves in the morning that was gone by noon. Yeah, one of my friends says, Do you th- did the snow melt already? I was like, I'm sure it's melted already. Yeah, yeah. It, I got that picture in. It, like, I actually woke up in the morning. I looked outside. I was like, oh, shit, I better get outside and take a picture of the snow before it's gone. Yeah. But, I mean, it was cold. Even last night when we had a, the big party that they had, they had a huge bonfire. It was 15 degrees out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it got cold. So, I did not walk yesterday. It was or today, it was just too cold. Gotcha. If I can stay in a warm house, I'll stay in a warm house, you know. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow they're bringing me to another awesome photo op place and, um, that they're just going to kind of leave me. <laughs> like, okay, here's 15 miles, so you can go walk around here and do this and then walk that. And Tuesday, I'll be leaving from where I leave off tomorrow, basically, and heading up north. So, northwest. Then I'm headed to, like, Huntsville, Alabama, mm-hmm. towards Mississippi, and then up to Memphis. So that's the next traveling part. I'm going to have a good four days. Tuesday night, after Tuesday night, I'm pretty much going to have, like, three days of, like, sleeping outside, kind of no hotels, no anything for three days. So that should be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be warm this week. Okay, that's good. It's supposed to not go below like 48 at night, so mm-hmm. so that's okay. Yeah, for a Yankee girl? Yeah, I, I do make fun of all of them for their snow. I'm like, you guys are a bunch of babies, and like they keep asking me, like, did you have some heat on your, like, your space heater on your own? I'm like, no, I'm good. They're like, we just want to know when you get really cold. <laughs> These people were at a bonfire in, like, ski pants, like, literal snow pants. I was like, really? One woman had an electric jacket. I was like, wow. Mm. But yeah, no, I mean, this has been, it was really cool of them, like, throwing a little party for me and mm-hmm. in there showing me around the area, definitely giving me the local. And even they said, you know, you really start to appreciate your own town more when you're showing it to somebody else who's, and, you know, I mean, Sandy, Matt's wife, we hiked down underneath the falls, of course, on the one day that it's, like, sleeting and raining out. And she's like, I haven't done this since I was a kid. I was like, it's beautiful. I would do this like once a month. She's like, you probably wouldn't if you lived here and it was always there. I was like, true, but I'd want to. Now, this question seems stupid, but I mean, is this kind of what you expected when you were thinking of of doing this way back when? No, I think 
like, you know, when you read Peter Jenkins' book and he stayed with people for, you know, like a year or an entire season and things. Mm. When I called the people in Farmington, the Gouldings, when I called them just to, I was like, yeah, you know, I can be there for like four days and because that's or four or five days. That's how long it'll take me to cover those miles yeah. with your car support and assistance kind of thing. And I stayed for two to four weeks because... I mean, they were just the most wonderful people to be around, and I enjoyed, you know, pecan or pecan picking, and I enjoyed, you know, spending time with them, and I enjoyed the town and all the people that I got to meet, so it was actually, like, hard leaving them, but at the same time, I was like, the weather is good, and I have to move, or I could stay here forever, (laughs) you know, I could stay here for another month, you know? Yeah. And even, you know, Matt, I met in a bar... And we've been staying in contact through, like, Facebook, like, you know, he's been making comments on my, like, you know, my journey, because he knows all this area, because he's a truck driver, so he drives through all the areas that I'm walking through, hence why we bumped into each other. And, um, you know, I didn't expect them to, like, throw me a party and just, like, have this, like, amazing experience, and all their friends are over, and I'm meeting all their friends, you know, so, like, I would never, when this journey started, I expected bumping into people, maybe, like, them giving me a safe place for a night or two, but not, like, becoming a family member. So when people are like, oh, like, you're not walking today, it's like, nope, I'm enjoying the people that I'm with today, and I'm enjoying the town that they're showing me today. I can walk tomorrow, you know? I'm in no rush. Everyone told me, don't don't rush the experience, so I'm not. Yeah, it seems like people have really welcomed you in. Yeah, people, people, like I said, I've only met three assholes now, the one who scared me, who who maybe he was harmless, I wasn't going to stick around to find out. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have been really negative. And even I talked to my mom right after the cops, you know, dropped me off. And I think a lot of people like are like, oh my God, like what does your mother think of you on the journey? And I'm like, she knows I'm going to run into situations like that, but she knows that I'm smart, strong, and, and aware of my surroundings enough that like I'll get myself out of it somehow. Or, you know, like I just, and that was the scariest thing that probably ever happened to me. And I, I enjoyed learning myself in that moment. I enjoyed having the little panic attack and realizing that wasn't a good thing to have and to just start moving as fast as I could and to have some weapons ready if I needed them. And then when I got really exhausted, said, okay, I'm ready to fight. And calling the cops. Like, it is a good idea if you're ever in a situation, because that's what they said. They said, you know, who knows what that, that guy could have been harmless, but what if he wasn't? I'd, I'd rather not be, you know, dealing with your kidnapping or your murder the next day. I would rather give you a ride to the hotel. Yeah. So it's like, I felt stupid about calling them because I didn't know what the situation was. But then when they kind of, you know, when you put it in that perspective, it's like, yep, nope, that ride to the hotel sounds much better. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like... Like being at the house when you called Chris. Yeah. From what she was saying, you could hear that something kind of scary had happened, but then she was also laughing. So I was like, <laughs> okay, so it's probably all right. <laughs> well, because I mean, I, I'll be completely honest. When I was on the phone with Tim, yeah. and I was like, can I just call the cops? And he's like, why are you calling me and not calling the cops? You know? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Because this man could be harmless. What if they were just taking a piss? You know? And so, like, I'm running through this dialogue with him, and he's like, you're calling the cops, okay? I was like, all right, I'm not calling 911. I'll just call the dispatcher. By the way, the cop said, just call 911. Do not call the dispatcher. That's not their job. Call 911. I was like, okay, I know that from now on. Because I didn't want to, like, bother anybody. 
Kim's like, no, I don't like the situation. You don't feel comfortable. Your gut is it is like in your feet. Be safe, not stupid, you know? I started to cry a little bit because I got a little nervous. And then I was just like, okay, yep, like, run. Weapons, run. And keep looking behind you, keep looking behind you, you know, move. And I was like, maybe I can run to this farmhouse. It, that was impossible. It was acres and acres of land before the house was even, like, a possibility. So it was like, and there was barbed wire fence. I was like, okay, that's out. Maybe the dump. And then I was like, no, I have to literally run all the way back to that last crossroad that I was at, which where there's civilization. Fuck. And then as soon as I see the cross over the hill, tears came to my eyes again because I was like, I'm safe. Everything's okay. And I'm, like, still looking over my shoulder, and they're looking over my shoulder, and I'm, like, I'm, like, running up to them, and I'm, like, staring over my shoulder and they're like is he still behind you i was like i've been running for the last 15 minutes i think i lost him did i hear that one of them uh one of the police officers is now your friend on facebook yeah one of them's my friend on facebook and then actually the other one looked at me and he's like he's like so what are you doing for breakfast tomorrow and i was like you know i'm probably gonna get some free continental breakfast and he's like well here's a free, here's a free voucher at Waffle House for you, just in case. And I was like, oh, where is the closest to Waffle House? He's like, I don't know. They're like, oh, yeah, it's over there. And I was like, you know, it doesn't matter. There's a Waffle House, like, every five miles. So I'll definitely use this at some point, and there'll definitely be plenty of them around. I wanted to talk to you about the Waffle House. So... <laughs> yeah. How was your Waffle House experience? I, I didn't go, because I had the Continental Breakfast. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So I still have the voucher. So that the next time I'm hungry, I can go to a Waffle House and I got a free meal. So Wait, the police give out free... I don't know. He gave it to me. Yeah. No, I think he earned it from going there so much. Oh, I got And he you. gave it to me. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the cops just have a free Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my week. I'm going to go watch the Golden Globes, the rest of the Golden Globes with my new family. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you get to the Golden Globes then. But thanks for calling. It's always great to hear from you. I know that all these people that were at the party will probably most definitely be listening. Even they were like, can we listen to the podcast live? I'm like, yeah, you'll hear it the next day. They're excited to hear. They're excited to listen. So I think, and I found out we have a random girl from like Maryland or Delaware. Oh God. Now I wish I remembered where she was from. Who she sent me a Facebook message. She found it somehow randomly. And she still has no connection to any of us and has been listening to this podcast the whole time. Awesome. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, sweet. There is like, so it's not even a connection. You just somehow found it, you've been listening. And so I felt really bad because I didn't have Facebook Messenger yet, and she sent me this message like a month ago, and I was like, oh my god, I love her so listening. <laughs> and she is, so. <laughs> well, great. Uh, well, if you're listening to this uh, woman from Maryland, thanks for listening. <laughs> and I think her name is Kate... I could be wrong. I should have checked that out before I brought it up, but that's okay. I'll say her name for definitely sure next time. (laughs) Sounds good. All right, Jake. Good talking to you. Yeah, good to talk to you. Talk to you next week. So turn in every week to hear her stories along the way as Lindsay walks across the USA. 